pipe is one of the oldest instruments. To play it, you blow into a pipe attached to a leather or synthetic bag, then press on the bag to force the air out through other pipes to create sound. The Big Rap Show Podcast is kindly sponsored by G1 Reads, played by some of the top bands around the world, including our current champion of champions in Vararian District, and of course the Red Hot Chili Pipers. So thanks to the guys at G1 for keeping the lights on here at the Big Rap Show Podcast. Hello there, welcome to another Big Rap Show Podcast and yes! <laughs> wow, what a week that was. Congratulations, St. Lawrence O'Toole, our British champions 2019. Dang, did them guys march in there and do it with style. We'll talk all about that on this week's podcast. That's what it's all about. We're going to be talking all about Paisley. The first major of the season, we'll get talking about everything. The good, the bad, the ugly, the... What? Yeah, we'll be talking about absolutely everything from Paisley, so that's to come. But first of all, we have to get through everything else. There's been loads of happening in the bagpiping world, so there's been tons to get through. So, yeah, first of all, welcome to have your formal introduction. Welcome to the Big Rab Show podcast. We are the show for the piping folk. So if it's got bagpipes in it, around it, or near it at all, then we are the show for you. And if this is your first Big Rab Show, then... Where have you been? We've been doing this for well over 120 odd episodes, so please go back and check our back catalogue. There's quite a lot there. We talk about everything possible in the bagpiping world, so be it a good thing or a bad thing, we always approach it. So yeah, well worth a look. Go and check out our back catalogue. Now, let's go through some of the domestics first of all. If you would like to help support the show, then you can head along to our Patreon page. Patreon's where it's at at the moment. Again, I keep saying this each and every week, but there's tons of stuff that hits our Patreon page that will not see the light of day anywhere else. It's exclusive, just for Patreon supporters. So, with one click of support for about $5 a month, you can get your hands on tons of extra bagpiping goodness. And we've got some pretty awesome extra stuff coming your way uh, pretty soon, actually. I can't really say much else, but yeah, Patreon subscribers and supporters will certainly know what's coming. Very exciting. But yeah, tons of stuff coming on Patreon, so please do go along, help support the show and all of our work here. The the guys on the Rab Show team help put together every week. Uh, That really does mean the world. Every click of support, you've no idea. (laughs) It really does mean the world to us, so yes, please do. Go along, click support. Plus, don't forget... If you are a Patreon subscriber, you do have access to certain perks, like you do get an exclusive uh, discount code for our online merchandise store. So yeah, if you want to buy Rab Show merch and you fancy getting yourself a discount, then click support on Patreon first of all, and you can save yourself tons of money. Yeah, yeah, there you go. So yeah, Rigger Rab Show merch has always been on sale. We've just revamped the whole lineup there a good while ago, actually, now, maybe a couple of months ago. So go check that out, thebigrabshow.com. You can get all your Rab Show merch, hoodies, t-shirts, hats, all that goodness. Everywhere where you can throw a Big Rab Show logo on, that's where it is. So again, each and every sale does help support the show and what we do, bringing bagpiping goodness to the masses. So yeah, so that's a little inside tip. Go along, click support on Patreon, and then you'll get access to the special code. And then if you want to buy some merch, you can get it for cheap. 
Yeah, you'll get a little discount code. So, hey, there you go. Far be it from me to tell you how to go and save money, but there you go. Hey. <laughs> also, speaking of saving money, yes, thanks to the guys at Rhythm Monster, our promotion is still rolling forward. So if you guys are interested in the work of Rhythm Monster, then we here at the Big Rab Show Podcast are offering you an exclusive discount. All you need to do is use our promo code, which is Big Rab Monster, and you can get 10% off whenever you first sign up. So be it for a monthly subscription or even an annual subscription, you can get 10% off when you first sign up. Just use our code, Big Rab Monster, and yeah, you get money off just from listening to our show. Awesomeness. So if you haven't heard of Rhythm Monster, again, where have you been? These guys are kind of just amazing for pipe band drummers. Yeah, snare drums, bass drums, tenor drums, but also they have content on there for you pipers out there as well. So yeah, if you're interested in learning drumming online, then they really are the go-to source at the moment. They have some of the best in the drumming game here. So yeah, just go and check it out. You can go and have a poke around the site completely for free. Have a dig around, see what content they have on offer. And then if you fancy signing up, yeah, yeah. Use our promo code and you get money off. <laughs> We're all about saving that dough, baby. All right, so there you go. That's us through the domestics, first of all. Now, I am aware that us on the Rab Show, we've been kind of light on the ground with listener mail this last while because it's all been around one topic. And I don't want to start kicking that head dead horse again because I think everyone's just about tired of hearing me talking about it. But yes, suffice to say, we were able to turn our cameras back on again this past weekend in Paisley. Yes, we were able to live stream everything from the Grade 1 Arena and the all-important results. And yeah, you guys tuned in in your thousands, I have to say. The numbers that we're getting on our live streams are just kind of scary. I think um, one of our most popular... Whoop, I just hit the mic stand. Ding! There you go, drink. Uh, <laughs> So, yeah, I think one of our most popular streams was the results, actually. I think we nearly had over uh, 1,500 people watching live. And then the rewatches after that, the numbers are just stupid. So, yeah, thank you to everyone who's been tuning in on our Facebook live streams. It's just brilliant to know that a lot of people are able to use that service. And that, yeah, it was hard fought. We really did have to work for this. And, yeah, the last couple of podcasts... I'm sure you're sick of hearing me talking about it, but they detail the entire story. Suffice to say, our cameras are back on, and we're now able to bring you piping and drumming from here in the UK season and broadcast it around the world. So it's brilliant to see. All right, let's get into some listener emails, shall we? So first of all, uh, we got an email here from Scott Jones. He says, Rab, just a quick note of thanks to all that you do and support this art from We Love So Much. I finished listening to your latest podcast episode and wanted to congratulate you for reaching an excellent outcome with the RSPBA. Regards, Scott. Thank you, Scott. That's really appreciated, man. Thank you. He also said, P.S. The Atlanta Pipe Band Grade 3 will be hitting the grass for the first time this season on Saturday the 25th at the Greenville Greenville, Scottish Games with a weather forecast of 35 Celsius. It won't just be the drumming that's hot. Dang, 35 Celsius and yous are all going to start playing pipes. Are yous mad? <laughs> Whoa, that kind of temperature, buddy. You should just be staying indoors next to a fridge. <laughs> wow, I couldn't even fathom playing in such weather. Over here, we are kind of used to, at best, playing at maybe 20 degrees Celsius. I don't know what that is in Fahrenheit. 
but 2023, maybe on a really good day, but that would be it. So, mm, most of the times it's cold, wet, and miserable. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. I believe that's what the Highland Pipes were built for, our cold, freezing, miserable weather. So, whenever you get into the heat and everything, it turns into a different animal, doesn't it? So, anyway... Good luck to everyone there, the Atlanta Pipe Band. I want to wish you the best of luck. Especially if this is your first time out on the grass. We'll be watching with interest. Um, so, yeah, thank you very much for your email. And, yeah, if you do have a good run or whatever, just please send us in a video clip of it. We'd love to see you. Okay, got an email here from Derek. Now, this one... This one nearly made us cry. Like, this got passed around uh, by ourselves and the Rab Show team. It was... Oh, it was... Oh, yeah, wait till you hear. <laughs> Let's say, hi Rab, we haven't met in person. My name is Derek, and I am the bass drummer for Grade 1 band Johnstone. There you go, awesome, shout out to Johnstone. Uh, just a quick message to say, well done for sorting out the live feed challenges you guys had with the RSPBA. You guys are doing a great job bringing the music we all love to those that can't make it to competitions. One of those guys at this past weekend was Les Galbraith, our lead tip, who is still in hospital. Hoping to get out very soon, however. He's making good progress and we all want to see him back for Ireland. So that's obviously when they come over for the UKs. He watched the competition from his hospital bed through your live feed over the weekend and can honestly say, I think it got him through the weekend because he wasn't able to play. Thank you for that, man. Never met a guy so passionate about piping and drumming than we, Les. And we all know... (laughs) That being there with everyone, and not just Johnstone, it would have been a real struggle. Whilst we all really appreciate what you do, this kind of thing really proves the value of service from the show. Thank you, that's, that's amazing. So he says, keep going, it's working, and if you can, give Les a wee shout on the show. He would be listening in. All the best, and maybe meet you in person at some point. D for Derek. There you go. That oh man, that's incredible. So shout out to Les. Sorry that you're in bad health, buddy, and that you had to watch the competition from your hospital bed. That's rough. Um, but you know, it, we got a lot of messages like this. A lot of people wanted to remain anonymous and not want to give shout outs like this. <laughs> but you know, this was what we were doing this service for. It was for people like this who couldn't get to the competition for one reason or another. It wasn't for those who wanted to lay in their lazy beds and just stay at home and can't be arsed to go and basically, ah, can't be bothered, but hey, I'll watch it on Rab's stream. Hey-ho. Now, that was not what it was about. Oh, there's my phone going. That's not what it's about. It's, it's But those people who couldn't make it, and we did receive quite a number of messages from people around the world saying just that. They were saying thank you and all really nice messages. I have to say thank you to everyone who messaged in this past week to both our Twitter account, Facebook, and of course, our email. Our email address, as always, bigrabshow at gmail.com. Now, again, I know we're still kind of rabbiting on about the same topic at the moment, all about live streaming, but it has been the topic for this past two, three weeks. I know I'm kind of getting tired talking about it, and I'm sure you are getting tired listening to it. So let's move on from that, shall we? Our cameras are back on. We have a resolution to the problem. Let's move on. All right? Whenever the end of the season comes round and we start looking at AGMs and meetings and different things, that's when we'll possibly approach the topic again. We need you guys to go to your branch meetings and things and get decisions made. 
that's one of the things that really came across, and I did say this at the end of last week's podcast, is that you need to go to meetings and make, you know, positive changes. You know, there's all well and good emailing us and complaining that we can't live stream and all the rest, but essentially we don't make the rules. All we can really do is abide by them. So if you want rules to change, go to your meeting. Go and talk to your band rep and go and get it voted on at a meeting. And who knows, next year we could be there live streaming every competition from inside the circle and possibly getting a better vantage point than filming over the top of someone's head. Uh, Anyway, did anyone see the live stream of our results? Hmm. Yeah, we had to film it from right at the back of the park. But we had zero access and, yeah, tons of people around us all talking. And, uh, yeah, it wasn't really the best vantage point. But we still managed to hear everything. And that's the kind of the main point of it. But, yeah, I guess why I'm complaining is because we don't get access to the arena. You know, we have to do our best and film over people's heads. Yap, yap, complain, complain. Wish drab. Yep. So, I guess... We will continue to uh, try and produce the best piping content possible. And through your support, through your Patreon page, through our website and all that, we will do our best to continue. So there you go. The topic is now done. I think if there's any more emails in about live streaming and everything, we're not going to possibly bring them here to the podcast. Uh, I don't know. Who knows? We may do. (laughs) Because we're still receiving a lot of commentary from people saying thank you and a lot of very kind words of support. So thank you, everyone. It is much appreciated. It's good to know that we have an audience out there who tune in and watch and appreciate it. So thank you. Okay. Let's get into some piping news, shall we? Before we get into the topic of the week, which this week is Paisley. We're going to be talking all about the first major of the season. We're we're going to talk about it, okay? But that's this week's topic of the week, so we'll talk about it later on. But first of all, let's get through the rest of the stuff. Okay, Saturday, June the 1st, is the South of Ireland Pipe Band Championships. The Munster branch of the Irish Pipe Band Association are presenting this competition. It's going to be held in Mallow Castle Grounds in Mallow County, Cork. Which is a little distance away from where I live, because I live up north. So, mm, I don't know if we've actually seen the draw for this yet, or whether there's been any kind of a draw or anything posted. I do think they are still currently seeking entries for this. So, I think that's the case. So, yeah, the South of Ireland Pipe Band Championship is going to be held in County Cork. Awesomeness. There you go. All right. Also, a bit of a shout-out then for Piping Live. Piping Live! Can you believe it? That's the first time I've mentioned Piping Live in 2019. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, Pipe Idol 2019 are currently seeking applicants. There you go. That's all I will say. So, go along to thepipingcentre.co.uk. And the 2019 Pipe Idol Championships are currently receiving entries. So there you are. That's all I'm going to say on the topic. We'll be talking more about Pipe and Live as we get closer to the time. Uh, what an amazing festival. But yeah, 2019 Pipe Idol, they're now accepting entries. So if you are interested and you would like to go and try and be the 2019 Pipe Idol champion, then hey, there you go. Go and put your application in right now. okay now we got a bit of an announcement about an event that i had briefly mentioned about the young australian snare drummer of the year competition this was going to be held in the albury albury club yeah (laughs) oh can i now get things right on this week's podcast so yeah this is going to be held in the albury club in dananda and i think it's this weekend actually uh we now have a draw 
Now, to give everyone a shout-out who's going to be competing at this, we have Nick Wright, we have Brock Churchin, Angus Campbell, Damian Wright, Angus MacDonald, Harrison Gill, uh, Monty Stammen, Hamish Wallace, uh, Lachlan Coe and Will Carrigan. Those are your snare drummers. Now, we also have a tenor drum competition in there. We have Ben Crawford, Amelia Tong, Max Morphy, uh, Harrison Gill and Indiana Bridgeman, there you go. See, this is me pronouncing stuff wrong. This will be stuff and rap can't wrong. <laughs> Woo! Lethal. Yeah, I was constantly pronouncing stuff wrong last night on Fuse, so hey, uh, we're just going to carry on where we left off, I think. So, now, what makes this competition exceedingly interesting is the prize. The first place prize that the contestants for both the tenor and the snare, uh, they get over $1,500 in prize money. And they got a brand new Adante drum. Now, that, that's ridiculous. Imagine getting a grand and a half worth of money just for winning a competition, which is insane. Awesome. I think just simply awesome. Like, if, I don't know. It's one of the common complaints here in the UK is that prize money for competitions is just non-existent. It's that you basically play for... Oh, there's my phone going again. Professional podcaster. You basically play for that title. You want to be able to say to your mates, you know, hey-ho, look at me. I am whatever champion. Da-da-da. Here's my medal. Did you get any prize money for it? Mm, no, I didn't. But uh, I'm the whatever champion. You know, hey, lethal. So <sighs> prize money has been such a huge issue here, especially in the UK. And it's one that a lot of bandsmen and women and solo artists as well all talk about all the time. So, it's great to see that other associations around the world are, are looking at this and possibly, you know, stumping up the cash for someone who'd win a competition. I think it's incredible. So, much to be encouraged, and I dare say this will be a future topic of the week about prize money. Just how much do you get in your sparring on the way home as a result of winning a competition? Hmm... Anyway, let's talk about something that's a little bit more interesting about the piping scene in Australia. I think I pronounced that right. Uh, so, <laughs> apparently there was a ballot of all bands that was held recently. So, Pipe Bands Australia annual ballot of bands was conducted in March. And last month, members of the National Council considered all proposals and that had been supported by the majority of bands voting in the ballot. Well... Something came across that was quite interesting. It said the National Council formally adopted the proposal to create a Grade 4B in Australia. Now, forgive me if I'm wrong here, but was there not already a Grade 4B? I don't know. Perhaps they had the American system, what you have in the US, uh, where you have a Grade 4 and a Grade 5, rather than a Grade 4A, Grade 4B. Uh, perhaps I'm wrong, but here it is now. It's now been passed by Pipe Bands Australia, uh, so they're now going to be creating a Grade 4B. This provides a competition grading and music structure that, that mostly mirrors those of the world major championships. Some provides support and preparation for competitions and also those bands who enter contests in Australia and in Scotland. So, again, I do understand why they're doing this. 
create the grade 4b so they have all that structure in place so the tunes and everything that they learn for their own domestic season they can carry forward and possibly take it to the uk and compete for some championships over there so hey i think it's an incredible idea why not go for it i think it's a fantastic idea so yeah interesting now there are other uh things that came through the ballot as well uh the people had wanted changed and all this so th- this idea of a ballot of pipe bands is actually quite interesting. Now, I don't know any other association that do it this way. Apparently, there was like 34 or 35 bands who took part in this ballot. And, yeah, there was a range of different topics and questions, and they were allowed to vote on possible solutions. So, this is really interesting. And then to see what the results came through, and if the majority of bands supported it, then, ding, suddenly it's a brand new rule. So, I don't know. Should this be the way we run things here in the UK? Hmm. I don't know. Food for thought. Food for thought, definitely. But, yeah, I think... Yeah, shout out to Pipe Bands Australia. I think you guys are doing something incredibly interesting there. And, uh, well, worth a look possibly for us in the UK, perhaps? Hmm. So, moving swiftly on, I have to give a shout out then to Gordon Brown. Yes, you guys know Gordon Brown, the lead tipper of Boghall and Bathgate, Caledonia Pipe Band, or should I say People's Ford Boghall and Bathgate. As we know them, they're the boggies. Yeah, the boggies. Gordon Brown, lead tipper, has announced something quite exciting. Although he announced it at possibly the worst possible time, Gordon. Right before the first major of the season. Uh, Yeah, and everyone was talking about Paisley, so this may well have slipped under the radar. Now, I'm going to read you the press release, and this had me all sorts of excited. What's Gordon Brown up to? Well, over the past few years, he says, I've been working on several drumming book projects, one of these being the Recordings series. This is a series of books that will accompany any CD and DVD recording of myself and the Boghall Band. So, oh, this had me all sorts of interested. So... As 2019 is Gordon's 40th season playing in Grade 1 with Boghall and Bathgate Caledonia Pipe Band. 40 years. Wow. There you go. So what better way to celebrate uh, with this first book in his series. It's going to be entitled Forte 2012 The Snare Drum Settings. Everyone knows that recording from Boghall. Forte. It is kind of... What are their most famous concerts? Yeah, so you can now go and grab a copy of the snare scores for this. So the publication itself accompanies the band's 2012 40th anniversary pre-Worlds live recording in the Glasgow Royal Concert Hall, which is a mouthful, Forte. And so, yeah, it includes all the snare drum compositions from that evening and all the drum scores in the book are set in the same running order as the CD. So... What you can do is buy a copy of Gordon's book and then sit at home and play along with the CD. Now, yeah, Forte has to be one of my favourite recordings from Boghall. And uh, not one of my all-time favourites from Boghall, though. My all-time favourite from Boggies, this could be controversial, but it has to be inspired in Belfast. That's one of my favourites. Absolute favourites. I was actually there in the crowd. What a night. So, yeah, if he's producing a book about that, I'm going to have to get my mitts on that for dang sure. Even though I don't read, but I'm going to have to get someone to teach me. But I'm going to want it. Anyway, so this book is already in print. And, yeah, it is available now. I think you, you can actually get pre-orders of the book if you can't. I don't know. I think you can get the book right now. It is available from all reputable pipe band suppliers. I think you can get it through Gordon Direct as well, through social media. Or, indeed, you can get it through, I think, most 
pipe band distributors. I'm just looking here to see. And yeah, most pipe band distributors will supply this book. I am sure of it. So there you go. Shout out to Gordon Brown. Quite exciting new release in the book front. But what a bad time to release it, Gordon. What are you thinking? But then again, I could be wrong. There could be more books on the horizon. He did say it's part of a series. So this is the first one. Will we see more? I don't know. I hazard a guess to say possibly. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, a little, little bit of piping news. Us here on the Big Rab Show have reached a couple of milestones. Yes, believe it or not, we had a bit of piping news and we were all sorts of ecstatic. Over on our Twitter page, we managed to reach over 2,000 followers, which doesn't sound like much, but believe me, I remember when we only had one, and uh, I think that was my wife. (laughs) So I remember when we had one follower, and we were doing our best to try and get more people to follow the Rab Show page on Twitter, as we updated people on the piping news every day. So yes, we are over 2,000 followers now on Twitter, and if you haven't already, please do go and click follow on Twitter, all that sort of stuff. Yeah, just at Big Rab Show on Twitter. Awesomeness. Speaking of figures and numbers and stats and all that kind of stuff, on our Facebook page, The Big Rab Show has reached a huge milestone, and we've managed to reach over 11,000 followers on Facebook. So that's just insanity to me. Because Again, I remember when we had one or two followers on there, and we were sweating, thinking, are we ever going to hit 10? Do you remember? Are we ever going to hit 10? You know, 20, even 25, and here we are now, 11,247 as of the time of recording this, which the mind just cannot stretch to that amount of people. Thank you to everyone who's clicked that follow button on our Facebook page. It means the world. It lets us know that we have an audience out there for all of our content, so it's just awesome to have you guys click that follow button. It really does. It, yeah. It's kind of vindication to know that our piping world is a vibrant one and a lot of people out there enjoy the content that we produce. So it's fantastic. Grant, so that's about it for the piping news. Most of the rest of it will all kind of be focused on Paisley. I have to say, first of all, we're not done because this weekend in Northern Ireland, we have the County Fermanagh Championships. Yes, we are down in sunny Inniskillen. Hopefully it's going to be sunny in, in Inniskillen for the County Fermanagh Championships. So, yes, we'll hopefully be bringing you coverage live, of course, on our social media, as always, live from the ground to let you know what's going to be happening at the County Fermanagh Championships this weekend. So if you cannot be there in Inniskillen for whatever reason, be it you living internationally or for health reasons or whatever reason that you can't be there, then don't worry. We have you covered. So feel free, tune in to our Facebook page and you'll be treated to all the live streams from Inniskillen this incoming weekend. Now, the reason why I'm joking about the weather is because Inniskillen competition is famous for always being a bit of a washout. The weather is always terrible in Inniskillen and we don't know why it happens. It just does Every single year we head to Fermanagh, it's just, it's a deluge. It's just horrible. Like I think there's been, in my memory, there's been two competitions cancelled as a result of real bad flooding and just terrible, hellish weather in Fermanagh. So please, anyone from the County Fermanagh section who's listening to the podcast, sort the weather out, boys. We're hoping for good weather. We want to go down there, slap on the sunscreen and bit a lot of ice cream into us and just have the best time. So... Looking forward to some good tunes this weekend in Enniskillen. Uh, yeah, another competition rolls around. But, yeah, we've avoided the topic until now. 
it's time to get into it up to the elbows, I think. <laughs> grade by grade, band by band, let's get into the thick of it, shall we? It's time for a cup of tea. It's time for the topic of the week. The Horace Kilt Company, 150 Sandy Row, Belfast, offering high-quality garments with unique styles, enough to cover any wedding, formal event, or even pipe band competition. They can offer a full range of kilt and jacket combinations, all completed with Highland accessories, all available for sale or for hire. If you're looking for a Highland-inspired outfit of the highest quality, then look no further than Harris Kilts. HarrisKilts.com 150 Sandy Row, Belfast. Check them out. LoneStarPiper.com Serving the piping and drumming community in the United States for over 10 years. Featuring R.G. Hardy's full range of bagpipes, including Henderson's, and Gallic theme lines of kilts and doublets, and bespoke Highland wear, including sparns and cap badges. LoneStarPiper.com Offer tailored payment plans on any set of bagpipes. If your drum corps needs a new look, then they can help you with a full custom design from Adante Drums and custom bass heads from Evans and Remo. Lone Star Piper is also the North American distributor for Beat Street Drumming Goods from Northern Ireland. Have you any questions about any of the major brands they carry? Then you can contact Jeremy at sales at LoneStarPiper.com. LoneStarPiper.com. Check them out. Are you on the lookout for a set of vintage pipes? Then look at Source Bagpipes. Bagpipes ranging from McDougall, Glenn, Stark, McKinnon, McPhee, Henderson, Laurie and Sinclair and many, many more. In addition, brand new set of pipes by Booth and Pettigrew. They have a no-quibble return policy with 25% deposit securing any set of bagpipes. Also offering a full payment plan to be able to pay for your set of pipes over 12 months. Source Bagpipes now have a range of vintage pipe chanters and vintage practice chanters in stock and are all up on their website, sourcebagpipes.co.uk. Contact Ross for more information. Hi, this is Ross Ainsley, and you're listening to The Big Rab Show. <laughs> Paisley, 2019. Wow. Is it all this where I want to start is wow. Now, the reason I'm saying wow, it could be for good reasons. It could also be for bad reasons. We've got a lot to talk about here. There's a lot to unpack. It's, oh, boy. So, <laughs> where to start? Okay, I will start, first of all, with the drum majors, okay? We'll start with them. Uh, starting off, first of all, with our grade, uh, let's see, our juniors, actually. Now, I know a lot of people out there, oh, we don't care about drum majors. But we really should, because there's some really interesting competition going on here. Trust me, I haven't followed drum majors for the longest time. And it's really this last few, two, three years that I've really took an interest in how drum majoring is going. And uh, yeah, it's incredibly interesting to watch and how they're marked and how their performance goes. And just, just, I've been fascinated with drum majors. So looking at it, first of all, our first major of the season, looking at the junior grade, our British champion is Lewis Anderson from New Rosson District. Go on, Lewis! Legend. Not bad at all. 
Uh, second then was Leanne Crooks from Surla, so not a bad start to the season for Leanne. Uh, going on then to Grace Thompson from Ballydonaghy, and shout out to Louise Smyton, of course, who finished in fourth from Klaus Kelt. So well done, Louise. Uh, not bad. So then Carys Graham managed to bring up the fifth spot there from Glasgow Sky. Well done, Carys. All right, on to the juveniles then. Our juvenile champion is Cathy Hunter from Manor Cunningham. Not bad, Cathy. Next then is Catherine McKeown from Battle Hill. Then Katie Becker from Marlacou. And then Becky Cox from Trin Black Rock. Just about talk. And then Ryan Murdoch then from Johnstone managed to bring in fifth. Now he was fifth on M&D preference. I have to say Catherine was second on M&D preference. So there you go. I'm just being pernickety now. But who is our adult champion, our senior drum major uh, winner of British Championships 2019? Liam Renton from Inverarian District. So not a bad result for Liam. Well done, mate. Now, looking at uh, the kind of the celebration pictures and everything from Liam, he just seemed to be a little bit chuffed, to be honest. Well done to Liam. Uh, So, yeah, British champion 2019. What a way to kick off the season. But nipping at his heels was defending world champion Emma Bars. Emma came in a very close second. I think it was just one point in it. So, well done, Emma. Not bad at all. So, I dare say this season will be very interesting watching Ian... Or not Ian. Liam. (laughs) Watching Liam Renton and Emma Barr duke it out this season i think it'll be a bit of a tennis match between the two but also in third place we had andrea McKeown gibson from battle hill who's third fourth place was gib fraser from colburn ior and then we had james kennedy go on james yeah james came in fifth place on m&d preference from klaus kelt of course so there you go that was your drum majors now as much as people say oh drum majors trust me there is a lot of very interesting competition there in drum majors and we will be addressing this on a future podcast. We'll be talking more about drum majors, how their competition works, what are they getting marked on. You know, the whole thing about you have to do a dress in the morning and you basically have to stand to attention and you're judged on how you look. And then also after that, you have your actual performance, your actual run with all of your flourishing and everything. It's just a complicated process, one of which that I've been really fascinated with over this past number of years. I have a bit of an understanding. I'm still just not quite there yet, but I am getting a bit of a crash course because I'm now kind of getting a bit of an appreciation for it. So a lot of people have been giving me pointers and knowing what to look for. It's very interesting. Anyway, but I know you people out there, Rob, shut up about drum majors. Trust me, they are, yeah, every bit as exciting as the band competition sometimes, trust me. Okay, let's fly on. Let's talk about the bands, shall we? Starting with Novice B, our British champions are Lock Gilly High School. Yo! Not a bad start. Yeah. <laughs> they got a first and second in piping, so not too far away from each other. So that's quite good. So the drumming place was second and ensemble was second. So overall, that pulled them into the top spot then. Uh, because coming a close second then was St. Columbus School from... Uh, let me see if I can read my own writing. Uh, Kill em Comb. So there you go. Now, they had a second and sixth in piping and a first in drumming. So they managed to lift the drumming title with a third in ensemble. And that was enough to pull them into the set runner-up spot. So well done. There you go. Not a bad start to the season for Lock Gilly High School. I think they were on our list of predictions from uh, memory. I think that's the case. Uh, so, but hey, what a great start to the season. Your first major championship rolling in Novice Juvenile B. On to Novice Juvenile A, then they have North Lanarkshire Schools. Not bad. Now, this came as a bit of a surprise, to be honest. A lot of us kind of pegged Dollar Academy for this. 
and Dollar didn't get it all their own way. Dollar actually managed to finish up third overall, which was a bit of a shock. We had North Lanarkshire schools coming in the top spot, plus they lifted the drumming as well, and they actually had a first place in ensemble. However, they two-thirds in piping, so eesh, things not going too great there in the piping front, but clearly the drumming are doing something right because that pulled them up into the top spot. So they won an ensemble preference, so well done. Uh, West Lothian schools were runners-up, so actually get a second and first on piping, with a second in drumming, third in ensemble. That was enough to earn them the second spot. So Dollar Academy seemed to really suffer on the drumming front. Yeah, a first and second in piping, as you would expect, Dollar Academy always performing really strong, but their drumming came in seventh. Ooh, and that just makes you take a sharp intake of breath. That's not Dollar Academy that we're used to. Dollar, as we're always kind of used to, always is top two material whenever it comes to both piping and drumming. So, mmm, a real interesting turn of events there. Now, granted, they did get a second in ensemble. So, yeah, first and second in piping, second in ensemble, but a seventh in drumming. So, poo, that had to hurt. So, yeah, that was enough to knock Dollar down into third spot. Fourth was George Watson's College. Again, we were kind of expecting this season to be a bit of a battle between Dollar and George Watson's. And so far, that mm, they're battling out between third and fourth spot. So, mm, yeah, it's an interesting start to the season. Uh, George Harriet's school then uh, brought in fifth place. So there you go. Uh, so well done to George Harriet's. I have to say, this is going to be an interesting season. North Lanarkshire School's put on a really strong performance if you are interested you can go back those performances are up there on the internets uh, so definitely worth looking at but i have to say it was a bit of a shock for dollar academy seventh place in drumming not the best start to the season guys ouch so i doubt that you'll be going back to the band hall now there'll be a bit of shouting done <laughs> Anyway, let's fly on. That's our novice grade. So I have to say well done to everyone in the novice grades. I think standards again are just continuing, continuing to rise each year in the novice grades. It's just insane. These kids are so talented. Uh, Just stop it. You're making old boys like me just want to retire and give up. If I could play like that when I was 13... Heaven help us. <laughs> Where would I be now? Uh, let's go on. Grade 4B then. The, the British Championships. Who are our champion? It's Ebrador, Pitt Lockery and Blair Athol. Pipe band. This is not easy to say. So congratulations. British Champions 2019. Uh, you've done it with a second and first in piping. Second in drumming. And a third in ensemble. So all around the top three sort of markings there. And that pulled you into top spot. Coulter and District then managed a second place. And they managed to lift the drumming as well. Well done to Coulter. Uh, Camelon and District came in third on Ensemble Preference. Uh, Strathenrick came in fourth. And uh, Kilbarton, I think, came in fifth then. So, now, shout out to the piping judges in this one. Um, They had pretty similar markings, apart from... There was a few kind of ones in there we were kind of wondering... Yeah, have a look. There's one here from Dumfries... I think. Dumfries Pipe Band, who managed to finish all the way down in 14th. One Pipe and Judge did place them in 14th place. However, one Pipe and Judge put them 8th. In 8th position. So, mm, that's a bit different. You know, between 8th and 14th. So, we're, mm, we're starting to see something here. 
Uh, and we'll talk about that in a second. But that's Grade 4B. Um, so, yeah, shout out to everyone who was competing in Grade 4B. Quite a large grade by all comparison. Uh, 17 bands in total. So, yeah, well done to Ebidor, Pidlockery and Blair Athol Pipan. Not a bad way to kick off the season with a British Championship under your belt. Okay, moving on to Grade 4A. Oh, just hit the mic stand again. Ding, drink. Uh, <laughs> grade 4A. Our British champions were Glenrose and District 2010. Well done, Glenrose. Now, they managed to do this, of course, by lifting the Drummond title as well. Lifting a first in ensemble, a first in Drummond, that was enough to kick them into the top spot. They also got two thirds in piping, so their Drummond pulled them in there at the top. Lifting two firsts in piping and finishing second, however, were lower Clyde pipes and drums. So... Again, all the piping judge in, judges in this grade, in Grade 4A, seem to agree on all fronts. Again, marking most bands in a similar position. Uh, so, again, they had two firsts in piping for Lower Clyde. Ocaran brought in the third spot with two seconds in piping. Not bad. However, their drumming seemed to hurt them. They were down in eighth place. Eighth. And managed to finish up thirds. So there you go. Same for Lower Clyde. They had a seventh in drumming and they finished runner-up. Hmm. So, yeah, Rothsay and District then came in fourth place, and then Royal Borough of Stirling came in fifth. So not a bad performance by them. Actually managing to lift a third place in Drummond for Royal Borough. Not a bad showing by Royal Borough of Stirling in Grade 4A. Well done. So if you are interested, I think most of these performances as well are up online for Grade 4A. Definitely worth checking out. Okay. Let's get into Grade 3B. We're slowly but surely climbing the ladder here. Our British champions 2019 and 3B are Turriff and District, with two first places in piping, second in drumming, third in ensemble. Mm, but enough to pull them into the top spot. So well done to Turriff. Uh, second was Dunbar RBL, uh, two seconds in piping, a sixth in drumming. Oof. Yeah, a sixth in drumming and a first in ensemble, which... Seemed to contradict itself. I'm not sure about that one. But, yeah. <laughs> Here we are. Second place. So, two seconds in piping. A sixth in drumming, which was well down the field. But, a first in ensemble. And that was enough to pull them into the second spot. So, hey. There we go. There we have it. The drum corps. The drumming judge didn't seem to like it. But, the ensemble judge seemed to love it. So, it must have been playing along with the pipes. Yeah. I don't know. It's a strange one. The band who actually managed to lift the Drummond Prize uh, was uh, Mulgai. Yeah, managing to finish up third overall, but managing to lift the Drummond title. They got a second in ensemble, so that's not far away. So there you go. Two-fifths in piping, first in Drummond, lifting the British Championship. Not bad, Mulgai. Well done. Uh, And fourth place then was Open High School. That was one of our picks of one of the bands that we really wanted to see. And Scottish Borders managed to finish fifth, so not a bad kickoff to the season for them. There you go. Alright, let's fly on. Grade 3A, we're getting through it. Our Grade 3A British champions, no surprise, St Mary's Derry Trasna. Yes, they managed to do it with style, uh, albeit they didn't have it all their own way. Yeah, this is where things start to get a little odd. So, St Mary's Derry Trasna lifting the top spot, marching away with a British championship under their arm, kicking the season off with a win, as kind of expected. We did expect... St Mary's to have a real stomper of a season this year. I think all of us in the Rab Show team, whenever we were doing our season preview, we picked St Mary's Derry Trasna and we did think they were going to have a strong season. So, yeah, they proved us right. Here they are, lifting the first major of the season. But they didn't have it all their own way. They had a second in piping, a first in piping, which is grand. That'll have them in the top spot. They had a fourth in drumming, which, not great, but still okay, still enough to pull you into that top spot. 
But then the ensemble placing had them 10th. Let that sink in for a sec. (laughs) These guys lifted the title. They were number one. And the the ensemble judge had them placing 10th. So clearly that ensemble judge heard something that he really wasn't happy with. Uh, Suffice to say to knock them down to 10th out of a possible 15. Ouch, that had to sting. But hey, it still wasn't enough to keep them out of that top spot because their piping and drumming placings were, yeah, were high enough to put them in that top spot. So I have to say, congratulations, St. Mary's. However, I do think there may be some work in the band hall on your ensemble. Hmm, interesting. Uh, looking at second place then, the runners-up were the Highlanders Four Scots, another very exciting band, but again, some really strange placings on here. They had a fourth in piping, a third in piping, not too far away from each other, uh, but they had a tenth in drumming. Tenth! Whew. And these guys finished runners-up. So again, well down the pack, pecking order, when there's 15 bands in the grade and you place tenth in drumming, but still finish runner-up. There you go. And the, the ensemble place as well had them second as well. So they ended up second. So, hey, a tenth in drumming and you can still finish in the second spot. Well done. Highlanders for Scots. Although, again, I do believe there may be some shouting going on in the band hall. Uh, so then third place was the city of Inverness. Again, with some kind of odd results in here with placings. We had a first in piping, a fourth in piping. And then a sixth in drumming. We're noticing a decline here. And then an ensemble, they finished 11th. (laughs) Like, I don't know. When I first read this, I thought this can't be right. So, yeah, the final position, then they finished up third. But an ensemble, they were 11th. Yikes. So Stockbridge then finishing up fourth with an eighth in piping, a ninth in piping. Third in drumming, third in ensemble. Bit of a mixed bag. And then you had Mackenzie Caledonians, their grade 3A band was in there. They finished up fifth. So just do me a favor. Go and have a look at the rspba.org, the website. The full results are up here. Go and have a look at grade 3A. It's a real mixed bag in here. And we'll talk about that. Overall, I think bands had a real difficult day. And we'll talk about that too whenever we're summarising here. Uh, looking at uh, the Quinn Memorial were actually one of the bands that we had really picked to have a real good season. They had a 13th and an 11th in piping. So well down the pack in order. Uh, but 5th in drumming and a 7th in ensemble. So mm, they still have that opportunity to build there I feel. So yeah, you know, a lot of bands in there didn't obviously have it all their own way. So it's going to be an interesting season in grade 3A. Possibly one of the most competitive grades. Looking at St. Joseph's Pipe Band, who finished up in 6th place, and they managed to lift the drumming title. Yes, they finished up top spot in the drumming. Number one, drumming judge had them first. And Ensemble, they also finished first as well. However, their piping was 14th and 13th out of a possible 15. So really well down the bottom. Now, if anything, possibly one from the bottom or two from the bottom... When you look at the piping results. So, mm, St. Joseph's. The pipers mustn't have had a great day. But certainly your drum corps did. That was enough to pull you into sixth. Uh, so, yeah, I doubt the pipe corps and St. Joseph's may be doing some extra practice this week. Who knows? But, do you know what? Look at grade 3A. I keep telling you this. Uh, it is a very mixed bag in there. 
a lot of results seem to be all over the place. Uh, drumming judge, ensemble judge, and the two piping judges as well all heard various different things and faults. And hmm, it's a mixed bag. Talking of mixed bags, though, let's get into grade two. Now, this is the one that everyone wants us to talk about. <laughs> We've received so many emails about this. So where it said we were going to talk about it, warts and all. And grade two was a massive wart. <laughs> yeah, I have to say, first of all, congratulations to our British champions 2019, Klaus Kelt, managing to lift the top spot. Second place was Buckham Peterson, coming up a very close second. Well done to Buckham. Third place was Manor Cunningham. You! Go on, the Manor! Not bad. They were really chuffed, actually, with their third spot. So, well done to Manor. Uh, Ravara Pipe Band finished in fourth in Ensemble Preference. And the Royal Borough of Annan finishing fifth and ticking home some silverware. So, I have to say, well done to the Royal Borough of Annan, by the way. I think this is their first time in the grade. And to march on the field and pick up a prize on your first major? Not bad. To finish in that top five and you're only just through the door... Hey, welcome to Grade 2, Royal Borough of Annan. Now, for those of you who managed to see the video of the performance from Royal Borough, uh, what a massive band. <laughs> Did you see Royal Borough of Annan just walking in there and just looking like something out of Game of Thrones? It was nuts. I know, a Game of Thrones reference on the Rab Show. Uh, but yeah, it just looked like a big army just walking towards you. This big machine. Wow, Royal Borough of Annan, where did you get all of these players from? Because your ranks just seem to be, I don't know, almost in the 30s. I don't know, well over 20 pipers, I would say. A huge band. So well done to Royal Borough. Again, you know, first time in the grade. Here you are, fifth spot. Well done. Well, well done. Okay, now grade two is possibly one of the most competitive grades that we have and i've said this before on previous rab shows that even in previous years grade two is where it's at and it's where the competition and where most of the action is and yeah this weekend did not disappoint <laughs> grade two had us all talking but had us all talking for possibly the wrong reasons the judging now don't get me wrong here before we start looking at the judging i am not for one second suggesting that our judges in this circle got it wrong okay i'll put that out there at the very beginning before we start getting into it judges are in there doing the most difficult job in our bagpiping world i would hate to have a clipboard in my hand i don't think i could ever do it but these guys who are brave enough to stand in there with that clipboard and make that call these guys are heroes and i say that after doing two shows based on judging. These guys do an incredibly difficult job. And uh, sometimes it's easier than others. And it looked to be. This weekend at Paisley. It was an exceedingly difficult job for them. And we have some questions. That need answered I believe. And uh, I think we're all okay. To ask these questions. Now. I do think that the bands where they placed was possibly fair enough. I've managed to go back now. You can go and do this yourself. You can be an armchair judge. Thanks to the RSPBA who now have our YouTube channel. They uploaded all of Grade 2. So you can go back and watch all 18 bands. All of Grade 2. Start to finish. You can watch it and be your own judge. And decide for yourself who you believe should be British champion. But... Our judges who were in there holding that clipboard, they told us who they thought 
and it turned out it was Klaus Kelt. So well done to Klaus Kelt. But let's get into the results. Let's get into the thick of it. <sighs> Starting with the piping. And the reason I draw a breath is because whenever you look at the very top of that table, Klaus Kelt, our British champion, had the piping judges split. Now, you're not talking a few places here. You're talking a massive split. One piping judge had them 13th, while the other one had them 1st. Now, that's huge. That is a massive gap. And I think all of you can agree that the difference between 1st place and 13th place is massive. Whenever you're listening to a pipe band and you're saying to yourself, okay, many bands are in the grade. There's 18. Okay, I'm listening to this performance right now. Where in this pecking order do I put this performance? Uh, Are they good enough to be first? Perhaps, yes. They're having a real good run here. Sound great. Okay, first. Okay. Uh, But, you know, you need to hear mistakes and issues and problems to be able to mark any band down. Now, listening to the performances of all the bands in grade two there's not any band in there that didn't have its share of problems now i think everyone competing in grade two would possibly agree with me it was a very very difficult day for sound and yeah for those of you who've seen our live streams you've seen the conditions in the morning it was a deluge it was almost a bit of a washout there was lashing rain it was freezing cold there was a stiff breeze blowing through so everyone was freezing But then it dried up, it got very warm, very quick, and then it was kind of on again, off again. One minute you're freezing, you're throwing your cape on, and you're absolutely shivering. The next, the sun came out, tried to dry everything up, and suddenly pitch just raised through the roof. There was also an issue that we got reported from the ground saying that the final tuning area was quite a distance away from the actual arena so whenever you left the final tuning we all know that there's a rule in place that you're not allowed to do any additional tuning or playing for that matter once you leave the final tuning that's you done you're not allowed to play anymore on your approach to the line so the stewards enforced this rule and a lot of bands who were just thinking we'll just play a wee 4-4 here to make sure things are still going they were told You're not allowed that opportunity. No further playing. So, yeah, a lot of bands had their issues. So whenever they hit the circle, they found that the sound they had in final tuning wasn't carried into the arena. And a lot of bands ended up disappointed as a result because of, basically, the conditions. So, the mind boggles. We understand that all the bands in the grade had a difficult day. But I think the people who had the most difficult day were the judges. A 13th in piping and a 1st in piping. Just a huge gap. That's huge. But it wasn't just Klaus Kelp. There was other bands in the grade where they had disagreements. Second place, Buck and Peterson had an 11th in piping. And 6th in piping. Again, another bit of a gap. Not huge, but still a bit of a gap. Then Manor Cunningham, who came in 3rd, they had... A fourth place in piping. One judge thought good enough for fourth. And the other one thought 13th. Again, another huge gap. At this point, I'm starting to think, are the judges listening to different performances? What's going on? Now, looking at Ravara Pipe Band, they got a tenth in piping and a third. Not again, not a huge gap, but still big enough. So... 
that's our top four. Looking at our top five, they both agreed at Royal Borough of Annan. They both put them second. So we do have agreement somewhere. Yes! We have agreement on the Royal Borough. Both of them deserved second place in piping. Thank goodness. There we go. We have agreement. Now, when you look through the rest of the results for the rest of the grade, it's not just the top five or top six. Shout out to Highland Granite Pipe Band, who managed to place first place in piping, but also 12th in piping. How does that work? Like, I, I don't get it. Highland Granite Pipe Band had a real good run. I managed to listen to them because they were one of those bands that I was excited to hear. I hadn't heard anything from Highland Granite. So whenever I heard their the performance, I watched it on YouTube and all that sort of stuff, I thought, hey, they actually sound really good. What a, got a good performance, really strong. So one piping judge was good enough, put them first. Other one, however, had them down in 12th. Yee, that's a big gap. So that, yeah, knocked them down into 8th place. There you go. So, yeah, the two piping judges seem to have a bit of a nightmare. Looking at the City of London pipe band was another one. One judge had them 9th, the other one had them 18th. I think overall, looking at all of the results from Grade 2, the piping adjudicators in Grade 2 at the British this year seem to have a bit of a nightmare. Now, please don't take that the wrong way. I was not standing in that arena with the clipboard. I did not hear what they heard. And that's one thing I wanted to stress to everyone. As much as we would look at these results and go, what? We weren't there. We weren't standing in that circle where that judge was and we did not hear what that judge heard. But I would pose the question. These are two piping judges both listening to the same thing. The same performance is being put on in front of them. And as it happens, these piping judges have the option now, thanks to the new rule that was passed last year, that they can confer. They can walk across to the other judge and say, did you hear a little issue there in the march? Or did you hear that little whoops there in the Strasbourg? Or was it just me? Or was there a little tone problem there with the bottom hand? Was it starting to wander a bit? What about the drones? I think they were kind of going a bit off and a bit of bad blow. You get the idea. You can talk about the actual performance. You can confer, say to the other drum or drummer. You can t- say to the other judge, "Did you hear that little something? Was it just me, or did you hear a little, mm, a little thing in there?" And perhaps the other judge can say, "Well, yes, I did," and confirm, and or they can say, "No, I didn't. I thought it was fine," and you know, just kind of play it off and say, "Well, perhaps I didn't hear that." You know what I mean? I'm not sure what these conversations can involve. All I know is that they cannot talk placings. They can't walk over and say, "Uh, that was uh, such and such a band. Did you have them first? Because I have them first. Um, I've got them first. Have you got them second? You can't do that. You You can talk about the performance. You can say, I think there was a little problem with the bottom hand there. The bad blowing was slightly off. You can talk about things like that. Did you hear this? Have you heard that? I heard a little problem here, did you? You can talk like that, I think, is the the way the ruling is worded. You can talk about the performance that's on in front of you, and that's it. Did these two judges do that? Don't know, is the question. They had that option open to them, they were allowed to. Did they? And if they did, clearly they disagreed with each other. (laughs) 
<laughs> Clearly, both of these judges were at odds with each other. Because whenever you consider the first spot was the 13th and first in piping. Eesh, yikes. Not great. <laughs> anyway, and another thing that came to our attention has to be ensemble. Ensemble and drumming both. Now, whenever we look at ensemble judging, it's clear just how important ensemble judging can be whenever it comes to such a tight grade such as grade 2. Now, as we've argued this on the Rab Show here before, we have two piping judges, we have an ensemble judge and one drumming judge. I honestly think that it could be a good addition to our piping world to have two piping judges, two drumming judges. Yeah, because we all have spoke about this on future or previous podcasts that ensemble judges normally come from either a piping background or a drumming background. And that ensemble judge will be listening to either the pipes exclusively or they will be listening to the drums exclusively because that's what they know. Now, it's just a natural thing that if you are a drumming judge in the past and you get put in the ensemble chair, here you go, you're now an ensemble judge, you're listening to the whole performance rather than just the one. So, it is an extremely difficult job, and I say extremely difficult job uh, because i'm not saying that our ensemble judge here in grade two done a bad job if anything i think they've done an outstanding job uh possibly got it really correct and a lot of band performances and ensemble wise kind of agreed with my predictions whenever i was doing my armchair judging uh, however i do kind of look at the drumming placings as well and whenever you consider the drum placing along with the ensemble placings and times they agreed and they disagreed. Looking at New Ross and District, for example, they managed to finish third in drumming, but a twelfth in ensemble. Now, for me, I don't kind of understand how a drum corps can win or be so high in the rankings, but yet be nowhere near it in ensemble. Surely a drum corps should be there to create the overall ensemble performance. They're there to accompany the bagpipes. They're there to accompany the pipers. So to place them third clearly means that they were doing it correctly, but to place 12th in ensemble tells you that they're not. So how does that work? I don't know. Possibly this is another topic right there. And Anyway, the drumming judge for Port Leithen and District had them drumming 11th, but on ensemble they were in 3rd. So overall they produced an overall band performance. They would, that would have got them 3rd place in the, by the ensemble judge. But the drumming judge thought they were 11th. I just don't get, I don't understand it, alright? Now, as much as we're talking about the disparity in results between the two piping judges, I also believe that drumming and ensemble are another two areas that we could possibly look at when we talk about judging. And, I don't know, it's just my own personal opinion. If you do place second, for example, in drumming, should you also finish second in ensemble or thereabouts? I do think that should be the case. That's my own personal opinion, however. Uh, you guys can disagree. But snare drummers are playing to the pipes. And if you're playing to the pipes and you're doing it well, then you should be high in the ranks because they're doing your job 
<laughs> but if you're not playing to the pipes and you're doing a terrible job, you should be further down the ranks. And same goes for ensemble. So that just doesn't kind of marry up, really. Whenever you come third in drumming and, yeah, 12th in ensemble, it's, hmm, I don't understand it. But, hey, what do I know? I'm just a podcaster. <laughs> <laughs> all right that's great too now please don't get get it twisted i yeah i do believe that unless you're standing in that arena with a clipboard in your hand that band standing right there in front of you playing their heart and soul then you know how dare us as armchair judges stand back and say no you're wrong you know, these guys are the ones who have the experience. The wealth of knowledge that judges have behind them is incredible. So, yeah, how dare I kind of question what they heard? But I, it does raise questions whenever you look at some of the big gaps in the results. It makes you think, were they listening to two different performances? I do understand that the two piping judges can potentially hear two different sides of the band. I get that, but some stand on the left, one stands on the right, and they can hear two different sides of the band. One side of the band could be terrible, while the other side of the band is great. And we all know that. We've spoke about this before. The size of some of the bands nowadays do make it difficult for judges to get an overall picture. So, hey, you know, perhaps the two uh, piping judges in there in grade two did hear issues. Maybe they heard little slips and mistakes and problems whilst the other one didn't it is plausible so i'll pose that to you guys the listeners um as much as we're asking questions about judges conferring have they conferred in this case did they or just they just flat out disagree or perhaps they did hear things and they marked it as they seen it you know what i mean anyway that's grade two controversial i dare say we'll be talking about the grade two result from paisley for a while <laughs> all right let's move on to grade one of course our british champions are sit lawrence atul yes wow well hey if anything i wasn't surprised to be honest listening to them at their tourist call concert in armagh uh, you guys heard the podcast they they are on fire at the minute st lawrence atul Simply outstanding. I've told you here on the podcast. St. Lawrence Atul, what a cracking concert. They're blowing a huge sound. You heard from the interviews with their pipe major, Alan Tully, that they actually are running a new set of chanters this year and have really upped the sound game. And it seems to be paying dividends because they had two second places in piping. And of course, Stephen Crichton and the guys picked up the drumming spot, pulling in a second in ensemble as well. That was enough to pull them into the top spot. So well done to St. Lawrence Atul. Again, a very strong performance from St. Lawrence. Well played, guys. Second place was Scottish Par. Now, well done the Par. If anything, I think overall these guys were kind of the favourites to pick it up. Uh, because, they, yeah, they finished with two first places in piping. They did not disappoint. <laughs> Shouldn't whistle into the mic. Apologies, headphone listeners. Uh, but, yeah, Scottish Par. Two firsts in piping. Dang, they did not disappoint. What a run. Please go back and listen to it. It's outstanding. The drumming finished up third, however, and the ensemble placing was third as well. Again, kind of matching up like I was just saying earlier. Um, So, Scottish Power, unfortunately, yeah, that dropped them down into second because St. Lawrence did not make it easy for them. Third place was Inverary. Inverary and District had a bit of a mixed bag, however. Didn't have it all their own way. However, eh, I did think they sounded reasonably strong. I thought, yeah. 
the tone and everything was there. The musicality was there too. Inverary just, again, being Inverary. Uh, they had a fifth in piping, however, and a fourth in piping. So, mm, didn't have it all their own way. It was a bit of a struggle for them. However, their drum corps, Stephen McWhorter and co, p- pulled them into second spot in the drumming. Not bad. And then the ensemble performance overall was first. So, there you go. So, that was enough to pull them into third spot. Now, the band of the competition for me had to be our fourth place winner in the British Championships, and that was People's Ford, Bog Hall and Bathgate. Go on, the boggies! Yeah! It was lethal, (laughs) to have a Northern Irish phrase, to see the Bog Hall and Bathgate in the top four. Here they are, they're sitting in fourth place, with two-thirds in piping, a fourth in drumming and a fifth in ensemble. Uh, yeah, well deserved in fourth spot. Well done, Boggies. Now, I have to give a shout out to the drum corps. Apparently, six of them in the drum corps are brand new recruits from the juvenile band. Apparently, the drum corps is made up of six new members who were recently recruited through their juvenile band, and this was their first competition in grade one. That's insane. So shout out to Kerr McQuillan as well. So shout out to you, Kerr. Uh, 14 years old. And here he was standing in the back line of Boghall and Bathgate playing in grade one. And picking up a fourth spot. Not a bad way to kick off the season. Shout out to the Boggies. Well done, guys. Go and listen to Boggies as well. Very, very strong performance. I think Boggies will be an interesting band to watch this season. Mm. Okay. Now you're saying to yourself, but Rob, what about the Mighty FM? Well, yeah, Field Marshal was a bit of a shock. That was the shock of the weekend, I believe. Field Marshal finishing up fifth. And that makes you draw breath as well. The mighty Field Marshal are current world champions in fifth place. Ouch. Yeah, they had a fourth in piping and a fifth in piping. So both piping judges kind of agreeing with each other there. A seventh in drumming, which really hurt them. So seventh in drumming and then a fourth in ensemble. So... Again, well down the pecking order, uh, which we were not expecting. We honestly thought FM were going to be top three material, at least. In my head, I honestly had possibly St. Lawrence and Scottish Power juking out for first and second, with a field marshal possibly first, second or third. It was a flip of a coin between three bands for me. But listening to the performances then, you know, predictions aside... I honestly didn't expect Field Marshal to be fifth, to be honest. But, hey, it is what it is. I wasn't there in person. I didn't hear the performances. I have listened back, however. And I'm not going to be critical here, but that was not Field Marshal Montgomery on their strongest day. I do think they did have some issues there. And you can be your own judge if you wish. Field Marshal are Field Marshal. Come on, they're the tone machine. And you guys know I'm a Field Marshal fan, but whenever you listen to the performance from Paisley, there was some issues there, I'm not going to lie. So, you know, you can't win them all. Every dog does have a bad day. So here they are, Field Marshal in fifth. That had to be the shock of the competition, to be honest. So Police Scotland Fife then, the Fife Polis uh, were in sixth spot. So not bad for Fife Polis, well done. Uh, so one of the bands that we were also interested to watch was Loman and Clyde of course with their brand new drum corps so not a bad performance managing to finish ninth overall out of a possible 12 and also shout out to Shots and Dykehead Caledonia uh, with your brand new pipe major at the helm managing to finish up 8th on ensemble preference well done to uh, Shots not bad at all okay so that's your grade 1 
a kind of a mixed bag, a bit of a shock in there to see Field Marshal so far down the pecking order. Not the best start to the season. I dare say, Mr. Richard Parks and co, there will be a lot of work being done behind the scenes. Now already, I know there's already been work behind the scenes. The guys at FM have not slacked off at all. But just not the strongest start to the season for Field Marshal. So will we see them come back and start fighting again to hit that top spot again? Of course we will. You know, the next major is just around the corner, actually. Not that far away. So it's going to be a real interesting one to watch because Field Marshal will be coming out of there like a rabid dog. (laughs) You can be rest assured they will not tick this fifth place lying down. They will be hungry for that top spot. So those guys in FM... They will take their lumps, I'm sure. Yeah, every band has a bad day. And Field Marshal has had a bad day here. We've now seen that they are human. (laughs) You know, bands can have sound problems like every other band. Stuff like that. Sound problems, little slips and things. Every band has it. And if anything, it kind of... Yeah, it's shown Field Marshal in another light. It's shown that, yeah, you are human. You know, you aren't weird bagpiping cyborgs who just like go in and win everything all the time so hey field marshal montgomery in fifth spot do we think they'll stay there certainly not i don't think i think field marshal will be back up in the top two very shortly i dare say uh so i'm gonna put all my eggs in one basket and yeah i do think we'll see a top two finish from field marshal this season without question uh so but hey shout out to the guys who managed to lift the top spot st lawrence atul what a strong performance go and have a listen back if you haven't already definitely worth it also scottish power lifting the two first places in piping you guys had an outstanding run wow basically just wow inferarian district incredibly musical msr performance it was just brilliant just a pleasure to listen to actually i've listened to it quite a few times now really good Boghall and bathgate you guys know i'm a massive fan of their drum corps but just mentioned gordon at the start of the show go and check out the boggies if anything what i would like you to do do us a little bit of homework as much as we're talking about Paisley here, go and do your homework. Go and have a listen to all the performances. They're now up there on the Big Rab Show Facebook page. All of Grade 1 is there in its entirety. And also, shout out to Drone Chorus. Yeah, Drone Chorus on YouTube has managed to record them all in extremely high quality. So go and have a listen. Definitely worth a shout. So yeah, if you are interested you can go and have a listen to all of these performances i've just spoke about they're all over social media all on youtubes and stuff and then email me in your opinions big grab show at gmail.com i would love to know your thoughts actually well this weekend sees us in inniskillen this weekend i don't think we have any grade one action from inniskillen but suffice to say we will be there live streaming of course if you can't get to inniskillen this weekend we've got you covered we will be live streaming and all of that good stuff so for those of you who can't make it we've got you covered yes that's the first major of the season over it's over the first major's done we've decided our british champion can you believe it it's nuts <laughs> but yeah i have to say there's been some reports on the ground from other things away from all the piping action and everything we've heard some reviews about the actual venue people were disappointed that it wasn't more of a family event apparently there was very little there to do uh for kids and families in general uh, if you weren't into piping and you you know if you didn't want to stand and listen to field marshal for an hour and a half then there was very little to do 
the uh, you know i remember talking about the first competition over here in northern Ireland where there was actually a fun fair where they had dodgems and a big ferris wheel and things like that for kids you know like candy floss and games and things you know all that but they didn't have that at paisley there was nothing of a family kind of orientated uh, you know venture there was nothing really for kids to do and stuff there was a limited amount of stalls and shopping to do but the main focus was the piping uh, so that was one of the criticisms for the venue. Another kind of positive, however, was that the beer tent apparently was awesome. <laughs> I have it on good authority that the beer tent was packed for most of the day and the atmosphere was incredible. Apparently it was a huge big party in Paisley at the beer tent all the way through the competition throughout the day. And apparently beer prices were quite reasonable. So there you go. Shout out to the beer tent organizers. Well done. <laughs> and then also, I think uh, we got a report from the ground saying that the state of the port and the toilet facilities were outstanding. So well done to the organisers who have given me somewhere to poop was one of the things we got. Uh, so <laughs> shout out to the guy uh, who wanted to remain anonymous, but he gave us a poop report. Uh, from the Paisley. So th- that could be something you guys could send us if you are going to a competition. These are the things we want to know. How much was it for a burger and a can of Coke? How much was the pints in the beer tent? What, what was the beer tent like? Was it any good? You know, was it a good crack? Or were you all crammed in like sardines, paying $30 or whatever for one bottle of beer? Uh, pff, hey, don't joke. That's kind of happened before. I've been to competitions where the prices of booze was insane. Um, but also, the state of the port situation. Yes. We can do your poop report here on the Big Rab Show. Get your emails into us, bigrabshow at gmail.com, and we will do poop report from <laughs> each competition. Uh, the state of the Portaloos. Yeah, that's one thing. Um, so, yeah, we had a complaint about the final tuning area being a bit far away, stuff like that. Also, I think the venue itself overall was in the flight path of a big airfield, and, you know, a lot of big like airbus 350s or whatever you call those big huge passenger jets were flying overhead sometimes as bands were performing so you were halfway through your reel and next thing this big plane just flew overhead so very off-putting so a lot of people complained about that um but overall i believe the feeling is that everyone enjoyed themselves at paisley they thought it was a pretty well-run event there was zero delays nobody uh got disqualified for being on the line late or anything like that it was all very well run very efficient so well done to the organizers for providing such an incredible event and giving us tons to talk about here on the big rap show podcast tons to talk about all right so get your opinions in about paisley email us in big show at gmail.com we'd love to know your opinion about what you thought of the first major of the season was there any particular shocks in there that you were not expecting or was there any ones in there that you thought yeah they really deserve to be in the place that they were given so yes email us in big show at gmail dot com the rest of the season will unfold because we're heading to Inniskillen this weekend and then we're also looking forward to the next major we'll start previewing that as well we'll get into all that business anyway that's it for another big rab show podcast thank you so much for tuning in this week it means the world every time you click that download button yeah you get to enjoy our amazing show it's just brilliant thank you and if you haven't already please do hit subscribe so each and every week when a podcast gets uploaded you'll get a little 
ding, a little notification to let you know that another one has been uploaded. So you'll never miss an episode. Please do consider supporting us on Patreon, of course, if you'd like everything that we're doing here in the Big Rab Show and you would like to get your hands on tons of extra stuff, then, yeah, if you enjoy extra piping content that's exclusive for Patreon subs, then head over to the Big Rab Show on Patreon and click support. For $5 a month, you can get your hands on all that extra goodness. We have backstage videos, we have exclusive interviews with some of the biggest in the piping world, as well as three episodes of Big Rab Show Plus. Plus, we have our exclusive discount code for the Big Rab Show.com forward slash shop. Oh, so much stuff. Now, I have to give, before we finish this week's podcast, I have to give a shout out to the guys at Chanter Rant. Hashtag Chanter Rant, one of the six. Yeah, those guys were playing a bit of a game on their show and, uh, I don't know quite how to describe it here on our podcast, The Big Rab Show, without swearing. Uh, There was one person that you had to marry, one person that you had to kill, and the other one that you had to... Yeah, Uh, so that's that was on their podcast last week, and they asked people to send in submissions to ourselves here to The Big Rab Show, so who knows possibly that I would read one out. And um, we received quite a number of them, so thank you, Chandler Rant listeners. (laughs) (laughs) we received quite a number of your submissions to their game unfortunately a lot of them are so rough that i can't read them out um apologies but a lot of them were extremely funny so thank you very much for giving me a real hearty giggle uh this past week or two it's been a lot of fun but unfortunately we can't read them here we are a family show (laughs) we just can't go there sorry chander rant but yeah if you are interested, go and check out Josh and Andy of the Chanter Ram Podcast and go and just see exactly what I'm talking about. They've been playing a little game over there. And yeah, marry one, kill one. You get the idea. Yeah. <laughs> so go along. Shout out to the guys at Chanter Ram and uh, you'll, you're going to know what I'm talking about. All right. Okay, that's it. I figured I've said enough without getting myself into trouble. Good luck to everyone who's going to Inniskillen this weekend. Want you all to have the best possible tune and also to have the best possible time as well. We're hoping for good weather and a real good competition. And we will be here next week on the Rab Show podcast as we will be wrapping up everything from Inniskillen and talking all about what's coming in the rest of the season. Plus, we'd love to have your listener mail. Email us in bigrabshow at gmail dot com. Get your emails into us. We'd love to know your opinions about the British and also. For future competitions coming up, we've got the rest of the season is unfolding as we speak. Okay, that's it. Thanks so much for tuning in this week. I will head out the door and we'll see you again next week. All the best. Well, that's it for another Big Rab Show podcast. Thanks so much to our sponsors, G1 Reads, played by bands around the world, including our current champion of champions, Inverarian District. Don't forget to check out TheBigRabShow.com for all of your Big Rab Show merch and news, views and chat throughout the week. Until next time, guys, we'll see you right here on The Big Rab Show Podcast. All the best. <laughs>